Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. Glory is God expressed. This may seem simple, but nonetheless, this is what the Bible reveals. But just as we need our entire body to be adequately expressed, God desires to bring us, as the members of His body, into the region of His glory. So he's provided us with a captain of salvation to lead us into glory. And Dick Taylor is with us again today to join in the discussion. Dick, it's good to have you here again. What a wonderful life study of Hebrews being unfolded before us. It's a real joy to touch this matter of river crossing and a captain of our salvation. Well, we spoke in our first life study of Hebrews about, though it's a mysterious and somewhat hidden book to a lot of uh, Christians when we are given just one or two keys, it opens up like a flower. We've just spoken of two of the keys that we've been given, and these will be part of our life study today, Dick, River Crossers and the Captain of Salvation. Give us a brief background on these two marvelous items in Hebrews. Well, the word Hebrew means river crosser. And uh, in this particular book, we have a marvelous speaking from God, especially to the Jewish believers, those who had contacted God by faith, but were lingering in Judaism. And they were called by God in this book to cross the river, to become river crossers, to come forward and to uh, leave so many things on one side and enter into Christ, into grace, into the region of glory on the other side. I like Matthew 17 again, where the Lord was transfigured and Moses and Elijah showed up also miraculously representing the law and the prophets. And there, God was very clear, do not honor anyone other than his son. Don't honor the law, don't honor the prophets, because Christ is the fulfillment of everything of the law and the prophets. So we need to be the river crossers. And this book indicates that not only the Jewish believers, but even any of us who have contacted God by faith need to cross anything that's holding us back from this dear one into himself as the region of glory. We need to especially cross the river from religion to Christ. And we need to cross the river from the law to grace. Cross the river from the old covenant to the new covenant, from ritual to reality, from the earthly things to the heavenly things, from the soul to our spirit. So this is the river crossers. Then secondly, the captain of salvation. 
This captain of salvation is none other than our Christ, who from the moment of his incarnation and the putting on of the flesh, through his resurrection, was a fighter to lead, even to break into the region of glory. Within him was the seed of glory. The divine glory was concealed within his human shell from the time of his incarnation. And if you observe and read carefully the details of his living and even through his death and resurrection, there was a constant fighting going on that even his humanity would be brought into this glory, a desire to fight through into the glory so that both God and man could be together in this glory. He himself could be the first God-man who is fully in the glory. So he's one who was always fighting to enter into this region of glory to bring man, first of all, his humanity, and then a corporate humanity into this region of glory, which is just God himself expressed. And now he's qualified to be the captain of our salvation, to lead us into glory. Dick, you played football, I know, in college. And how important was the captain? Very important. He had to lead us into victory. Amen. And now with our message of the captain of salvation, let's join Witness Lee for today's life study. This is a big thing. The captain of salvation is to lead us into glory. The glory in the Bible means God expressed. Whenever God is expressed, that is glory. When God himself comes into us, he's life. When he is working here, he's life. When he is expressed, he's glory. And this is God's eternal goal, into which God is leading us. God is now bringing us, leading us into this region, the region of God himself being expressed as glory. God came in and called Abraham out of Chaldee. What is the land of Chaldee? Chaldee was a place signifying the ruined corrupted mankind filled up with idolatry. So there is the need of the crossing of river. From the ruined land, you have to pass over a river to get into an elevated, lifted up new land. That means an elevated and lifted up new mankind. And Abraham, the father of the called race, he crossed the river. He became the first river crosser, the Hebrew, and entered into the new land. He entered into an elevated, lifted up new mankind, symbolized by his temple. God's expression was symbolized by his habitation on the earth. Eventually, you see the result, the issue of Abraham being called is the temple. The temple, the habitation of God, 
is a corporate expression of God in this earth. When God's glory filled that temple, that symbolizes God's glory was filling up the children of Israel. All the children of Israel by that time were brought into the glory. This is the right meaning to cross the river. Dick, this portion today reminds me of the life study of Genesis. We spent much time on Abraham in that life study and his responding to God's calling, calling him out of his old idolatrous country and into a new land. But I really like Witness Lee's utterance here that he called him out of that region of corrupted, ruined mankind and into the region of God's glory. Dick, I think we all know firsthand the region of ruined humanity. But let's talk about this region of glory. Yeah, this region of glory is a wonderful region, and this region is just God himself expressed. This region of glory is not a thing, a matter, or a mere place, but God himself expressed. We must stress this. You know, when God comes into us, he is life. When he works in us, he's light. And when he's expressed through us, that's glory. This is God's eternal goal. And right now, he's bringing us into this region of glory that is God himself expressed. And as we see by the picture and the story of Abraham, Abraham at one point was in Chaldea, and he was on one side of the river. He needed to cross out of that old, ruined, corrupted, idolatrous humankind, that fallen race of man, and he needed to cross into an elevated, new, uplifted, new land, which is a new mankind. And this new mankind is somebody who is cooperating with God in the Old Testament, firstly, to build the tabernacle and the temple. And eventually, when the temple was built, the glory of God filled the temple. What did this mean? This signified that by that point in time, this humanity, these Hebrews, had crossed out of an old, corrupted, fallen, ruined humanity, worshiping idols and impossible to express God into a new, uplifted, elevated land to be a new mankind in oneness with God, and God himself could be among them so that they could become the corporate expression of God himself. So they crossed over out of this old region of fallen humanity into a new, uplifted mankind to be one with God and to allow him as the very glory to be expressed amongst this people. So by them building the temple, God filling the temple with himself as glory, this signifies that they themselves have entered into the region of glory to be God's expression in this universe. This is a marvelous picture, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. In the Bible, you could see everywhere is a river for God's people to cross. In front of the tabernacle, there was the river. Any priest trying to get into the presence of God has to pass that little river. 
How many times the prayers have to be washed? It depends upon how many times they are going into the presence of God. There will be no dirt because in the golden city, there's no dust. In front of the new Jerusalem, there will be no labor. There will be only lake of air. All the old washings will go there. Now you understand what is to cross the river. Just to get yourself washed. Wash from anything old. Anything that is not a part of the glory. We are passing over into the glory. We are entering into the glorious expression of God. The New Jerusalem as a whole is just the glorious expression of God. This is the glory we have to enter. God is going to bring many sons into this glory. Abraham was called to cross the river. After that crossing of the river, how many crossings followed? The crossing of the Red Sea was one. And eventually, another main crossing. That is the crossing of the Jordan River. At the crossing of the Red Sea, what was buried there? Not only the Egyptian power forces, but even the Egyptian flavor. Then, what was buried under the River Jordan? Yourself. You need to crash out of Egypt. You need to crash out of the department stores. You need to crash out of the fashion shoppings. Then eventually, you need to crash out of yourself. Then you will have a temple. When you are trying to go in the temple, you still need to cross the river. Day by day, time after time. To get into the holiest of all. To get into the presence of the Sikana glory where God is seen. Dick, we come back to the original theme of the book of Hebrews in this section. That the Hebrews are the real river crossers. Like the children of Israel, our life of following God is filled with one crossing after another. What is the thought here that each of these crossings is a kind of washing fitting us for this glorious expression? Even during this broadcast, you and I are crossing many rivers, (laughs) and every crossing is a washing. Uh, When Israel came out of Egypt, they had to cross the Red Sea out of the world. And when they went into the good land, they had to cross the Jordan, and that signified they had to cross out of themselves. And then when they got into the good land, they built the tabernacle and the temple. And then the desire and the need was to come into the very presence of God, which was in the Holy of Holies. To do this, to enter into the presence of God, they had to cross another river. And that river was signified by the laver in the outer court. And this is a kind of washing. So anytime that we desire to go into the Lord's presence, We must cross the river. There must be a washing. We can't go in with any dirt, with any dust. And it's amazing 
this river crossing experience will never cease till we enter the New Jerusalem, till we become the New Jerusalem. Because in the New Jerusalem, there's no dust, no dirt. There's only the Father, the Son, the Spirit, mingled, united, and incorporated with his people. Gold, silver, and precious stones. Through this whole process, we need washing after washing after washing. This means we need river crossing after river crossing after river crossing. I'm reminded of uh, Ephesians 5.26, that the Lord sanctifies us and purifies us through the washing of the water in his word. So even during this broadcast, Chris, as we're fellowshipping these marvelous matters in the book of Hebrews and this marvelous captain of salvation, we are undergoing more washing by the water in his word to get rid of oldness and wrinkles and corruption and ruin things so that we could be brought into this region of glory, which is God himself expressed. And we would be one with him to reach this eternal goal for his expression. You mentioned the word oldness related to the washing here, Dick. This is really um, corresponds to our experience. Even our yesterday's experience of Christ is something that needs to be renewed day by day in this washing that you described, isn't it? That's true. Every day. Even even maybe an hour ago, we want to be up to date with the Lord, enjoying the present presence of Jesus. This keeps us away from all oldness, all corruption, and brings us into the glory of God himself. Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. We have the captain of salvation yet to come. Amen. The crossing of the rivers is to bring us into the region of this glory. The glory that is God himself expressed. For this, we not only have a type starting from Abraham through all his descendants and consummating in the temple. We also, hallelujah, have a typical example, the Lord Jesus. He is the example of such a person. Crossing the river, entering into God's glory. When he was in the flesh, God was concealed in him. But that was concealed. Just like the life glory is concealed in the seed of carnation. When this seed falls into the earth and grows up until it reaches the stage of blossom, I tell you, the whole seed will be brought into the glory of carnation. Jesus was just such a seed. And he fell into the earth. And he died there. And he grew up. Praise him. By his growing up, I tell you, his whole being, including the blood and flesh, all his human nature was or has been brought into the glorious expression of God. That was his glory. He crossed the death river and he entered into the glory that is the full expression of the divine being. 
He is the model because he's the first one that pioneered into this region. This pioneer entered into the will. The will is just the separation between God's expression and all the other things. Jesus, by passing through the death river of Jordan, he crossed the veil. There is a man who is in God's glory, and we can say there is a man who is God's glory. This Jesus is the one who took the lead to win the race, who got into the region of glory. And this Jesus is God's expression. This Jesus has come into you. Yeah. Colossians 1.27 says what? The hope of glory, Christ in you. In his coming into me, he never leaves the glory. He brings the glory into me. By the sufferings, he entered into that region. He is now fully qualified to come into us as the captain as well as as the glory. He is now ministering to us. He is now not only our captain, but also our high priest. Ministering himself to us as the all grace. 1 Peter 5 says, the God of all grace. Paul prayed three times that the Lord would take away the thorn. Then the Lord told him, no. But I would minister myself to you as the supply, as the sufficient grace, as the bride, and as the wine that you could be supported, sustained, to pass through all the sufferings and produce to you the glory. So Paul says, our outward man is day by day consumed, and our inward man is being renewed again and again day by day. Paul used a comparison in 2 Corinthians 4. He said, the present lightness of affliction cannot compare with the eternal weight of glory. The present lightness of affliction works for us. The eternal weight of glory. Now you understand what is to enter into glory. Praise the Lord. We are crossing the river from all the things other than God himself into the expression of God. Amen. Our captain has passed over this river. So a way is cut for us to walk over. He has come into us as the seed of glory. Now he is ministering us from his region of God's glory he ministers himself into us to sustain us to go through this way. This is the captain of salvation. Dick, you know, we've asked this question before, 
Since we're already saved, why do we need a captain of salvation? But this was very clear. We need a captain to lead us not just into being saved from hell, but to lead us all the way into glory, don't we? That's right. And Christ is our wonderful model. He took the lead to enter into glory. He himself is the full expression of God. And glory, the very divine glory, was concealed in the flesh of Christ. And Christ was one who was always fighting, taking a lead to bring humanity into glory, into the full expression of God. Christ is the one who fought such a battle to qualify him to be the wonderful captain of our salvation, leading many sons into glory. I love John 12, 23 and 24, where the Lord said, The hours come for the Son of Man to be glorified. People thought that meant to be exalted, to be a great king. He meant the divine glory within him to be released from within the shell of his humanity through his death and in his resurrection. And he was that unique grain of wheat who fell into the ground and died that the glory, the divine life might be released Many grains could be produced, and the glory could be spread, and we would all enter into this glory region, which is God himself expressed, only this time in a corporate way. He is the qualified captain. He, as a man, fought through to enter into the very region of glory, and today we can shout with all our spirits, there is a man in the glory. And now this captain of salvation, who's the man in glory, in Colossians 1.27, is also the one who is the life in us. And he is called Christ in you, the hope of glory. During this broadcast, while we're exercising our spirit to fellowship, we're enjoying him as the bread and the wine. And he's causing us to enjoy him so that this glory within us would spread. He's the indwelling captain in us as our life, and he's ministering to us bread and wine. He's supplying us this very moment with himself as grace. He's the all grace, and he is fully capable, this captain, to lead us all into glory. Dick, isn't it 2 Corinthians 3, I think 18? We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Amen. This is really our captain fighting within us, bringing us from one level of glory to a higher level of glory to a higher level of glory. Excellent. That's a wonderful verse. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your fellowship today. You're welcome. Enjoyed it very much again. Please come back very soon. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find out more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, 
or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.